0: What's up everyone this is sarah g and it is gen z gab let's get into it so this week's going to be a very interesting spooky whatever you want to call it i say spooky because i'm going to be talking about some of the holiday halloween episodes that i watched this week and as usual yes i'm going to be talking about Grey's anatomy again because it has been such an amazing season not just the nostalgia but just all around fantastic work amongst the new and um veteran cast as well as just some other things uh I will be talking about just how the 90s were killer when it came to some of these amazing you know specials that they had for television and even keeping it pg Well also keeping it, you know, with the horror kind of stuff, like just scary enough. So I kind of wanted, yeah, talk a little on that as well as just all the things that are going on in the media. And yes, this week's Monday mood is gonna be kind of interesting. But again, a March for Lives David Miles Hogg, as well as anyone in that organization, you all know. And the reason I mention him is just because he's been extra out there with especially the comments that have been I don't want to take too much time but I definitely do want to acknowledge I think I did a little bit say this a lot of times I want to acknowledge all the big problems out there I want to use my voice for good however I do want to also hold space and save space for the people that are really um by this and I say this as well as someone who just really doesn't want to talk about Kanye anymore but we got to address it because of all the stuff that's been going on this week and again I am not trying to use this in a way but I'm also saying that suddenly now I kind of get where my grandparents have been psycho at times, where you know, I'm not saying this fully in probably the best way, but as I realize, I've mentioned multiple times, I'm third generation Irish American on my dad's side through his mother, so my great grandpa came over from here. I've talked a lot about this and kind of reconnecting a little bit, but just knowing like the history that we've been through and that it's not really talked about more me relearning all the stuff and hearing from some historians here and you start to realize more and you see like how far again, you've come, you know, things, but you don't. And the more history unveils, the more you're kind of like, you should learn it, but you don't want to and I'm only talking about this in the sense is that you know we learn about all this stuff I am so glad and I know it's the bare minimum but I learned about the holocaust in school it was always during December and yeah I just wanted to say that yes I am baffled but I shouldn't be that so many people don't know and then the fact that all this stuff yeah, you should know that some of this stuff is alive and well, not just from what Kanye said. So, or Candace Owens, or any really white Republican conservative man in the U.S. It's just, or people in power, It's just how it unfortunately is. And there needs to be more to be said, especially not surrounding the Eastern European communities. There are more than just That Like, we can make our jokes about here and there. People can make their jokes, but jokes and that is always, you need to just keep listening to people and also remember that their um, Jewish Judaism is around everywhere and you need to understand that. I think I've touched on this a lot, but again, just remember that there are people from Swana, North Africa, and the... West Asia, Middle East, that do Sephardic, Mizorani, all that culture. And, you know, there's um, conversion, mixed race, all that. There's Nigeria. You just need to keep that in mind, I think, as well, just to continue to learn. And the reason, though, that I mentioned that David Miles Hogg is also because there was a shooting this week. Of course, freaking great that we keep having to deal with this. But he started March for Your Lives with all his friends like, classmates from Parks, the Parkland shooting, and it's just, again, enough is enough. Let's stop this. Please remember the vote. I voted, and I know it's a lot easier said than none, and it's just like, oh, like, vote blue is the same as some of those um other things, like, about the whole gun laws, but it's just, it's so frustrating no matter how hard your efforts are and I'm saying in the sense of you keep watching this and you keep demanding more and it goes nowhere but you have to keep using your voice and I keep saying that whether it's Iran whether it's Ukraine whether it's Armenia whether it's Cuba Puerto Rico all of the stuff the hurricane whether it's now San uh, San Francisco with their whole earthquake there is just so much going on in the world and i understand we can't do everything i get that i'm just saying let's open our minds a little bit because there's so much going on and i think that we can focus on what crazy celeb thing is going on and yes this is a pop culture podcast i will be talking about all things more celebs but i just want to touch on this that this is so much of a bigger issue and i also really don't want to give kanye any more attention. Also as someone who has anxiety and depression and ADHD, like I don't want any more of this like rep giving to mental illness. I bet we all know someone who struggles with even more of the severe type and it not, they don't even behave like this. So let's just consider that. So as I sit here and I'm talking and rambling on about that. It's just where I think about even how Selena Gomez has recently talked about her own bipolar. And I've mentioned that, but she, she still kills with kindness. And I know that people can say it's because she's got a good PR team, but just everything about her and how open she is about everything. She just, in my mind and gracious and not just with the Haley Bieber stuff. So just let's, let's, let's just stop with that. And on from that and just remember the vote which I know is easy just easy to spill out but yeah enough is enough we just gotta so speaking of Halloween I think it's always interesting how um they talk about different things and like kind of speaking a little bit on that Irish stuff and going through that I've noticed that you know the Dia de los Muertos is kind of based off of what actually the Celtic Halloween, the pagan rituals they did. And it's so interesting to keep learning about that. I think the reason that maybe I didn't lay into it was just the stereotype of Irish Catholic American and, you know, this story and not hearing too much because I get it, it's painful to talk about for certain relatives. But I think the more that I learn up on the whole or learn about the whole thing with um you know the spirits getting closer the paganism all that it's starting to make you realize oh my gosh Halloween is actually more of a Irish Celtic holiday than St. Patrick's Day at least that's what I've been seeing and I know that some people might disagree with me but it's so interesting how, even though I grew up not really knowing, when I was in Spanish class, we did always a thing on Dia de los Muertos, and just hearing that whole situation ties together, and again, we're not that different at all. We're one and the same in a lot of ways, but it just kind of depends on a lot of things. But I just want you to know that it's very cool to think about this is... Um, One of the, at least what ancient people believed, ancient Celts believed that it's the thinnest wall between, you know, the existing world and the supernatural or undead. And I know it's kind of weird that I'm tiptoeing around it. Even though this is an explicit podcast, I really don't know what to say or not say it's not me even tiptoeing around or not being myself it's just that I don't know how much is okay I read all the guidelines etc but I just want to make sure that I'm not being completely unhinged like and I think that's what people get I actually started a new job and I'm kind of nervous as you can see and when I was talking to the person I have that same reaction it's like, they say no stupid question. There's no such thing as stupid question. Well, I'm sorry. I kept saying at home, at life, in life, I keep getting flashbacks from my own issues and family, but there always seems to be from the schools and the way, like, there always seems to be a stupid question, but they want me to learn. And I get that, but it's like anytime. And I was breaking down all the jobs I've had in the one job besides, like I said before, the fair that I work at, I never feel dumb. I never feel weird talking. I'm just myself. They know me. They love me. I love them. It's a good community. I'm getting that vibe from this new job. But again, it's just slowly trying to figure out the maze and how your brain's working. And I think also, though, the fact that I've been in therapy now, I think it's important that we continue to have these conversations. And I think the more that I dive into more of the history and understanding of my brain is you know, compartmentalizing all the stuff from before, and then now it's getting out and said and spoken, which not everybody cares to hear it spoken. I get it. You get the gist of it, but it's just so... Interesting. And I think uh, when I talk about all this stuff, I think the reason I really love New Seasons of Grey is aside from the whole thing that the people are closer in age to me than they've ever been before. Also, the fact of the matter is that, you know, I have someone in my family with Parkinson's and when they are doing all this stuff with Parkinson's, it's really Neat to see that even though it's probably accelerated compared to where I'm at right now, you at least know that there could be a chance of this in the future as a cure or whatever. And I think just it gives hope for many like me, as well as when you hear the whole thing with Sola and the dementia stuff, the Alzheimer, they're going in back to just kind of the basic where you know, the cure for Alzheimer's was their main topic. And even though I don't have experience with Alzheimer's, just the whole neurodegenerative and just the way that people aren't overplaying it or downplaying it, like it's a very serious conversation that happen and understanding. And again, I loved how Alexis Floyd did last week in our episode with her grandma. And it just spoke on so many levels. I think for anyone who's ever had a family member with dementia or Alzheimer's or any sort of those neurodegenerative diseases. And yeah, so I just wanted to say again to El um, Monteo and Alexis Floyd, you guys did great. And obviously I am still filling up your inboxes with you know, the parallels, because I can't get over it. This season is insane with the parallels. This week's episode, oh my freaking God, what the hell was that? Like, what the actual hell? Like, the whole thing with the pigs from season five, and then and then Kevin McKid does it this season with the, the cadavers, which are played by actors and stuff, by the way. I did mention, but if you ever need an extra... I've been a fan of the show since I was like 12, so please consider I'm here if anybody happens to listen. Again, shamelessly putting that out there, but when you are currently dealing with the whole thing about agencies and rejection and stuff, sometimes you got to be your own. Backstage gets you so much Where I am actually not an expert, so I, again, go back to some of my earlier podcasts where I talked about some of the good, you know, people I know of that are good resources that can actually help out more than me because I don't want to give false information out or call myself an expert. So yes, remember Audition Pro LA is an amazing resource aside. And then I mentioned some other people, but yes, if you wanted to remember just a quick name, that one was her, Sam Sleet, And yep. We're going on from that. That was a little sidebar that I had not intended to. But, you know, we do that a lot over here at Gen Z Gap. And I mentioned that I want to be as authentic as I can be. And I think that that's always just the energy I've given off. Again, I left an agency that was trying to make me more of a typical standard, you know, uh, influencer. And that's just not me. Also, the fact that I was noticing my videos were getting less views and I don't want to have to beg for people to give me diamonds on a TikTok live. Like, that's just so peculiar to me. Like, I I want people to give them to me, but I don't want to beg for them. Like, obviously, I'm a broke person and, you know, I took a new job. I'm understanding more. I'm learning. I'm digesting all the information that they give out, even though I've had a bunch of this type of training since... We're Gen Z. Of course we know the active shooter, What, how to respond. We know how to respond in case of a robbery. We know food. Like, there's just so much that we know already that's just, to me, seems like second nature. And I could be wrong, but that's just kind of how I'm applying this to everything I see these days because, again... Like, looking back at some of the old stuff in Grey's Anatomy, I'm like, I don't think that would cross mind. And these are a diamond and the rough group. And it's just so interesting to see the similarities and the differences. And, and who knows? But I do not. Again, Krista, if you're listening, please do not put Simone and Lucas together. I know some people are 50-50 about it, but please just make them the twisted siblings. I'm sorry, but again, there is so much mix-ups with all the Interns and again, Joe's Wilson's group was pretty cool. Like without getting super involved in that type of drama. So can we just keep up with that? Can we not do that? I kind of want this more as like a siblinging kind of closeness for all like these friends needing allies, all that th- stuff. A little bit goes for I guess even Lexi's class, but Lexi had the whole Steve and Megan Pierce whatever that thing. And yes, I'm rewatching a lot of the old episodes, but it's because I've started to notice all those parallels, remember? So there we are. And it's so intense to constantly think about all these different things. I also can't believe how much, like, Boy Meets World has so many, like, not nostalgic uh, moments. I mean, yes, but even, like, that can work in this day and age. And I know I sound like a... hundred years old when I say it but it's just so I mean they couldn't get away with half the jokes but just some of the stuff I'm like okay 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 I only watched reruns of this growing up but I I can dig it and I know I say this is just the reality of living with your parents you start to pick up more of that those older catchphrases almost and it's kind of weird not gonna lie but It's also just me being me, like I've always been. I have, again, that quirky ADHD, whatever you want to call it. And when people used to be like, you have to know your type and stuff, that was kind of more what they were trying to tell me to play up. And it's like, how do you play up yourself? Exactly. No. And I've just been seeing a lot of Reddit stuff lately. And people are going to be like, you keep jumping from thing to thing to thing. Yeah, I know. Keep up. This is why I thought I'd be good as a doctor, FYI, because not only watching Grays but Scrubs, all those things, until I realized, like, with my dyslexia, et cetera, that I wouldn't probably be good. But I thought because it seemed like they moved from one thing to another. Boop, 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 boop. And then I realized, of course, yes, I just would probably be better in in the acting environment or the content environment where you can just do miscellaneous stuff. So that's cool and obviously why I'm – loving doing a podcast also can we just talk about quick even though I know that I've said that I try to lay off pop culture but the whole thing about Giselle and Tom Brady we all knew that was coming and just the whole things that are going on with that I just think that it happened today it's a pop culture unfortunate pop culture obviously give their family space their kids it's really sad but it's a hot topic in the news in the day that's happening aside from all the Halloween stuff that I've been talking about. But I think back to, speaking of Halloween, this year's Halloween episode I really did like. I got so mad, though. Jake Borelli was on live. And yes, I know I'm jumping around a lot. But Jake Borelli, if you are listening to this, and I am so sorry I DM'd you, but I had to DM you to tell you that I got the Lexi answer right. I got it right. I was the first one. And you did not, you did not put me on your live. And that just, that would have just, yeah, that would have made my day. I was having a really bad day. wasn't having, like, the worst, but it was like, it, it would have put a smile on my face. I knew you were the sunflower. I tried to go on back and find when Steve Maslow was that clown and I couldn't find it so I think he just made that up but whatever but I do know Lexi was raggedy Ann as on account of what um Christina said which was just a joke and yeah I know season 10 also Leah Leah was a weird clown cowboy thing so yeah if you got any more trivia questions yes I am a, a trivia nerd when it comes to this but again ADHD and pop culture go hand in hand but the thing I like the most, though, separate thing, like, because I said I was going to talk about this week's episode. I think the thing I like about most is that, you know, these interns are very different than the past. And yes, some not everyone's going to be a shark. But the fact that Lucas got the hardest part of it and then he goes, can't we all be, you know, scrubbing and using team stuff? I think that that actually works because in the trauma certification, they were all working together to find out the thing. It was like a team building thing. Now, not saying that that's not a good or a bad thing. And obviously they all need to scrub in by themselves at some point. But I do think like with this specific group of interns, it makes sense. And Simone and Maggie's whole thing, their whole side story together just shows, I just felt so great. It reminds me of, moments where like you know Maggie can be an annoying character at times but why I continue to love her for all the things that you know they talk about they discuss that um how on is just how it affects everything in a different way and I think that even though it was good to have some of those conversations I think Gray has always done a pretty good job about that I think the fact that it opened the floor even more. I love the discussions that they were having on Grey's Anatomy in season 17, the whole COVID thing. And I know people are going to say that was kind of sad that they put it into their yes and no, but I think they did a great job. I think they had a great point with, you know, centering around how Maggie was feeling considering POC communities deal with a lot more of that backlash they are entirely dealing with the bulk of being blamed for things that they can't well and it's just one of those eye-opening moments especially to watch even Amelia sit back and be quiet which is good but the whole thing is that I watched the episode where the human trafficking incident and what where you know Andrew dies and that's really you know truly sad event opal the insane horrible evil woman that actress did a great job but just the full circle but those conversations happening phenomenal and i think that for people who say that Gray's got too big or woke or whatever no it it's about damn time that we get to having those and understanding more and trying to figure out ways to help and voice more of that because again, as I was rewatching season 18 with this episode with the AAPI crime against the woman, you know, Levi and Meredith are, we're, they're all going around like asking, what can we do to help? And that is like the first step. I know what I'm talking about is the bare minimum. I understand that. But it's just the reason I get so pumped is because I like these conversations happening. I don't care what people say where they said that they just want it to go back to old days. No, I like the changing of gears, the reset button. I do wish Sandra would write more of it, but you know, it's Sandra land and it is the empire that she created. It's phenomenal private practice. There was a rumor going around that it might restart reboot. That would be interesting. But again, love Kate Walsh on Grey's love that she's returning Again, for next week's episode, maybe we'll finally figure out which shepherd is the sister. Also, the fact of the matter is, though, considering all the things going on, it always makes me laugh hysterically that, you know, Lucas is a lot like Alex and Amelia, kind of, in a way. Not really George, not Levi. Levi is George, like I've mentioned, and people keep saying that, Oh, Lucas is way more like George. Nope, nope, nope. There's nothing. And I don't like overanalyzing this too much, but yeah, this is my life week. Also, you could do a whole psych book on everything that the Gray Shepherd kid, Meredith Gray's kids had. I mean, Zola especially, and not in the way that you think, but because Zola especially has had more trauma than anyone else. But just to think about this, a Gray Shepherd kid has more trauma than anybody ever would think they could have. And I'll elaborate even more on that just because if later, but if you watch the show and pay attention enough, you understand exactly where I'm going with this. But Sola had her own health issues, who's adopted internationally. I mean, her parents did a great job by keeping her original last name as her last as her middle name and kept her first name. And then changed it to Gray Shepherd. Have always been open, learned about ways to do her hair. Yes, again, some bare minimum stuff have Maggie in her life to help out with that, understanding the adoption piece. But again, that girl, Zola Gray Shepherd, has witnessed her mom almost dying like five times. And I know it sounds hilarious, kind of in the ironic sense and in the I mean, there's nothing funny, but in the show, like with it being Meredith, it's like, damn, this girl does not catch a break. Um, her dad died when she was four and her brother was two, almost three. Like, yeah. So Zola and Bailey have witnessed that. Alice never met her dad. Alex leaving them. Yeah, there's just, there's so much I can't even get into, but there's just, yeah, a lot going on there. And I think that that just emphasized the butterfly Wing story two years ago like in season 15 four years ago with the Dia de los Muertos when they had Lexi on the family tree as well and Lexi yeah she lost her favorite aunt. Sola lost a lot more people in her first five years of life than anyone should lose ever and that kind of goes back into Jackson's whole Catherine Fox the her bravery award you know that she that Meredith turns that pain and makes it into something good. Yeah because Meredith that has been so brainwashed into why therapy doesn't work and that's just that's just sad in a lot of ways um but yeah there's that and when i say that it's kind of sad but it's true but when you watch the butterfly types um wings you remember the season 10 episode um seven i think thriller and you just think about everything that goes along with it, or in the Halloween actually was pretty, pretty center focus from season four on. They don't do it all the time, but I mean, they had Joe as Tinkerbell one year, then she was the bride, the corpse bride. In season 16, Levi was a sunflower. And I think it's just very good to touch on, like how it can have two sides of you know, the fun like Halloween side of kids trick-or-treating to the horrors that are inside the hospital, as well as just, I like it when they play up the holidays a little more. I don't know why, but it always gives a refresh button. I will still watch, it's a great big pumpkin, Charlie Brown, like I said, Scooby-Doo. I will still watch all like I said, the boy meets world, girl meets world, Hannah Montana, Sweet Life, you know, all those. Not just because they give you nostalgia, but just because they were so well written and good. And I just, yeah, I, I mean, even the SpongeBob. Him being the flying Dutchman, pretending where he shaved off everything that all you could see was a skeleton. I know that was a little morbid, but it was like a sponge that had a skeleton, but that's just, that's the bikini bottom world. And I know I sound old, but I am older Gen Z where I, it isn't like how it used to be. And I think that we need to hit the reset button a little and understand more, not to try to scare people, but just... Make a good, and I know that's like easier said than none, there's so much pressure to make a good special, but I think if we took time and didn't try, like let go of everything, I think that you could create a masterpiece. It's just, I know it's a lot of pressure and what I just said and put out there is crazy in a sense, and you might not follow every little detail that goes along with it. That's kind of my piece, because it's like you watch all of these for inspiration, and you don't want to rip off anyone, but you think about it, and then you go... How did they do that so well, even without HD or 4K? And I think just trying to top everything, it suddenly creates that burnout and then you're stuck with a mediocre idea. And like I said, I follow some super great people online that definitely are not, and they do great jobs of breaking down everything and how things work or what will happen. I just mean that, you know, the iconicness of Certain things came from more of a simplistic idea than it's over-the-top, crazy, scary, out-of-your-pants, all those kind of things. Halloween, they even talked about how that franchise came to be. And then even with Boy Meets World, they had the, and then there was Sean. That is now the Halloween episode it's best known for. It had like the scream, the slasher kind of deal. It was almost too scary to even show on ABC because it was still just a rated TVPG show. And then obviously they had to cut a lot of things down in the Disney... Version that they showed on Disney Channel to make a TVG. But you just start to notice all these little things, and then you know why. And then there was Sean. It's so scary, even more so now, is because you find out that it was aired on Valentine's Day. And yes, that was the era of Cory and Topanga's breakup. And it's, it's just interesting. I rewatched the Wolfman one where Cory. <laughs> Was going through changes like the Big Mouth theme song and him making him move on to anger. And it was just so hilarious to watch. And he just got outwitted by Feeny, of course, because Feeny was trying to give him to understand the Wolfman reference that they had read in class like the previous year. And they had gotten the wolf out of the zoo apparently, and said, that's where. Corey thought that he got bit by the wolf and all that stuff. And yes, I'm giving you the by play, but it just shows here's the thing. We can say that Eric got dumber as the series progressed, and that had to do with more Wilfredell's L's uh, amazing improv skills. But at the end of the day, Corey is just as dumb. Corey might have been able to get more through school, but Eric had more of a ADHD struggle type thing, learning disability that you know, Feeney really nurtured. Turner really nurtured. Williams really nurtured. All of them really tried to nurture while everyone else kind of looked at them as more stupid. Like when it came to them as a whole, when I say this group of people looked at him, Eric, as if he was the biggest idiot ever, when in reality, he was smarter than everyone and he was able to think outside the box. And I think that that's Really cool. Also, the fact of the matter is, when you rewatch season three and you see how hard once his hyperfixation kicks into drive and all that stuff, and really not just apply himself, or say, but just when Eric starts to, you know, be like, hmm, I hear, I start to have a special interest, the hyperfixation, let me write, right 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 and then can't stop writing. Like he gave twenty thousand words on the Civil War. The Feeny one. He's like it was supposed to be two thousand, and then he gives them just a little bit of info after that. And he goes, well, that was easy. I mean, it took a lot more time. And But the thing is, like, to see Feeney be like, you wrote 2,000 words. And he's like, yeah, it took me four hours all night, basically, to do that. And it's like almost Feeney, as much as he doesn't want to read 20,000 words, think about this, though. <laughs> you want to read 20,000 words if it was given by Eric Matthews. I mean, he wrote his own one-man show where they said that at the end, his support system was just like go to college as much as we love you and we will support you and we will let you you know maybe do a show in the future hopefully we won't come to it because of how it was but we can show how supportive we were with by being there at the first show where it's Eric and some of the other people weren't really there, so. But you see his emotional intelligence as Mr. Squirrels. So, I'm surprised not as many people dress up as Mr. Squirrels. Like, I think that that's an icon. And I know that that's just, you know, Will Friedle being Wilfredell, but it just shows all that. And just how the complexity and the layers. I just don't think they give as much credit to Eric when people say he got goofier and goofier as time went on, but it was because Will did so so well with his improvisation that's why apparently he did a lot of improvisation for the Kim Impossible as well and I think that that obviously makes me more drunk I'm very good at improvising as well and I think the fact that I really watched him growing up I watched a lot of comedy growing up and saw a lot of this maybe people would say out of body kind of activity but that was the improv speaking now you do have to go with the lines but the fact that they let you kind of just move around with your body and really feel in it I think that's good too and I know that that's a little off topic from all the uh, Halloween specials I just wanted to give a little justice for Eric Matthews in that moment even if it's slightly older like than a typical Gen Z would talk about but it's just I encourage people to re-watch some of those not just because it's a comfort show but to see how much you miss because I've mentioned this multiple times, but you miss so much stuff when you're a kid, just trying to keep up with what is funny, not the laugh track, but what you find funny. So when you miss it, it's like, Oh, and then you go back. Oh, there it is. And I think it's really unique to be at this point in life where you can connect with others through, you know, streaming services and media. And I wanted to just say that watching and listening to pod meets world and interesting as well, just to really see them interact with each other off screen. And I know we all have these preconceived ideas, but I do- nothing brings me more joy than to see more of the real people getting along, getting- doing well together, not just some PR move or money-making move, because I get it, the world is about money and I get it, I'm looking for money, I am again, broke like I constantly say. But it shows that regardless, it's just that these people genuinely love to talk to each other, spend time with each other. And not obviously they want to play up the nostalgia for us, but they're being like so up in the air about it all and just, you know, going with it, like just rolling with the punches. They don't see. I mean, they have a plan. They have a better production, like I've said, like than a lot of people. But they just seem to have these natural and genuine conversations Which, again, when you watch some of these overly produced, over-the-top podcasts with, you know, the big name on campus or the big... You know his name from E! News. You know his name from Barstools. You know their name from blah, blah, blah. Or just the influencers. And I'm not even trying to judge or jump down the throat of influencers. It just is. And once again, when you hit that knowing people are hitting over a million, that's when it becomes such a change. And that's what I was mentioning earlier with the Reddit getting off topic is that it just goes into this never-ending cycle of where you listen to them say more about reality or how they're feeling and you want to acknowledge that their feelings are valid it's just so frustrating because of kind of the inner circle the people now within yes we don't know them even if we quote unquote get to know them through you know instagram snapchat TikTok, social media. Yeah, we can get to know them virtually, but do we actually know these people? You have to learn more the hard way, especially with the pandemic coming up. I think that everyone was getting so attached to some of these people because it's like you weren't hanging out with people in the real world. And on one hand, it was a good asset, but on the other hand, once it all faded away, the people who got super famous with it lost the ways of who they were before, and the content and the sell side of it all. And I know that I'm being very vague in the sense of that this is because it's so many. It's because it's anyone who's been verified or over a million, and it's been in the last especially year. And it's nothing like—I know a lot of people feel imposter syndrome— I know a lot of people have these anxieties, these fears that they don't know what to do with. I know that they talk about it and they're being at least open about that. But the fact is the name dropping that you say that you're against. And I know I talked about this last week but the funny thing is, the more I spend on Reddit, the more I see it. And it's just so interesting. But then the funny thing is, I don't actually follow half these people anymore or follow them ever. And I actually don't comment on it's just to see where, like, am I, like, going crazy when I'm starting to feel these opinions about it? And then it's like, well, I don't want to be just as bad as these people that are snarking or something. But it's just a never-ending cycle of that. You have to read about the bullies on the Internet or whatever, bullying the influencers, even though that some of them kind of deserve it. And then it's just a never-ending ping pong match. And I guess as my 25th birthday comes up, I guess the reason I'm talking about it is because it's been a very weird thing with my birthday. I have a love hate. I used to love it growing up so much. But I have a love hate thing about my birthday. And it's because it's like one of those between the pandemic and everything. I think also just turning um after 22, turning something like that. It's like you're kind of missing the big milestones and you just don't really know what you're doing and you're feeling like you're barely surviving most days and just, yeah, and a lot of it probably has to do with the pandemic. If you follow Kirby Johnson, that girl, oh my gosh, Kirby, I want to just give you a hug. I mean, you got POTS, you got probably Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome, you've got SVT, you're, you're falling apart with your, your skin Your eyebrow, retinol, apparently you're not supposed to wax yourself after using a retinol serum. I didn't know that either, and that explains why. I used at home this organic one, and I didn't think I reacted, and then I suddenly had a skin moment like you did. Not as bad as you, but anyway, I hope the Aquaphor is working well for you, and I know that your parents are doing well because... Key Largo is actually one of the places that people have spent the time listening to me. So thank you for that. And I hope anyone who's recovering still from the hurricanes is doing well. I uh, really love her content, by the way. I Honestly, if I, we lived in LA, I would try to make you my friend. I know that's kind of weird to sound like, but I just, yeah, I really, I really love your chaotic, insane energy. I feel like it matches my chaotic, insane energy as well. And just with how much shit you have going on with chronic illness, I know this is weird that I'm talking about all of this at the end of my podcast, but I just was like, you know what, let's give Kirby another special shout out. I know I give her a lot of special shout outs, but seriously, that girl needs to catch a freaking break. She's getting... She's getting heart surgery in November, and I know I shouldn't be laughing, but, you know, when you find out through TikTok other people have similar issues as you, like, again, I have thyroid, Hashimoto's issues, I've got IBS, stomach issues, I've got endometriosis, like I mentioned in last week's episode of that. The reason I was in love with the whole episode that they did on Grey's Anatomy with the women's right and the 17-year-old that was in so much pain and had issues, and then in season 18, they mentioned that as well. I know... That's kind of weird that I bring it up. But, you know, we're all falling apart here. It's kind of funny, though, unfortunately, ironically. But it is true. When The women are supposed to keep everything together and we're supposed to be these whatevers. And yet, the rest of us are slowly falling apart one by one. Like the autoimmune diseases have become more and more prevalent in everyone. And I go, well, that just shows who really want runs the world—the girls—and who's really suffering, girls. Um, not in the whole case, but the point that I'm trying to make is a lot of these issues started to happen in COVID or post getting COVID etc. As well as I at least blame it on me being Irish and before anyone says, oh my god, she brought up Irish again. Problem is, we've had so many famines that wipe us out and then we rebuild, wipe us out, rebuild... To the point where there's been probably some inbreeding and some other things going on and just that our genetic makeup becomes so messed up and that our stomachs and the stress that go along with being it and then yeah and plenty of other groups have it I just meant that going through my whole journey of getting diagnosed and yes these are functional disorders Yes, I'm on my meds for the rest of my life. And yes, at least I know these things are treatable, sort of, but it's like, Chronic conditions and yes, I know Wheeler's down lows, I know pots worse, but again, just that like it's like one thing after another. You think you put the fire out on one thing and then bam it hits you again, and still I'm not completely okay. And I know that I'm kind of yes, switching gears, but it's true. Like I've slowly started to feel better within two, three years, but it's still taking a while. Nothing's fully done. It's like you can follow a FODMAP or Mediterranean diet, a gluten-free diet, but it's still not going to completely fix you one way or another. And I think to myself as if it couldn't get worse. And then you hear other people going through the similar stuff and just uh, know for anyone out there that has especially a thyroid problem, I I feel your pain. I know that it's a lot harder to get it diagnosed, especially when healthcare is just so, nothing again. I stand with frontline workers, but just with how much is going on in the world, I completely feel everyone's pain, like together. And the reason, though, that I mentioned Kirby was just because she is someone in the public eye enough that if you see, find yourself having similar, you know, issues, you should maybe get that checked out. Because it's suddenly, I get it that it's becoming like we're all self-diagnosing and these things were rare. They were never as rare as they, they want. But I also want to make sure that people understand, please go to real doctors. I'm not saying, because, again, I've met with naturopaths, etc. But please, please please just don't listen to the wellness influencers on the internet or whatever. Because here's the thing, Kirby goes to her doctor to make sure that it gets checked out. Okay, I've gone to my doctor to make sure that it checks out. Yes, you gotta fight harder and probably it's a nurse that's doing the great job of helping you advocate, but it's still... Not the thing to let just a wellness influencer tell you to do. There are great, like I said, dietitians on that app, so just consider that. Also, don't stress yourself out over the whole diet thing because I think that was part of my problem too. And yeah, philates gluten is another great um person to follow for that if you're having some of those issues, not as much the illers down those. And there's just so much more I could obviously touch on there, but I think I've done enough medical talk. Obviously, I went through the gory, not gory details of, you know, Grey's Anatomy where there were parallels from that one season. I talked about my own issues that are just going on, which I think is very helpful. I hope other people understand I'm not trying to be poor, poor me about my birthday. It was more of just a, I'm turning 25 almost. You know, I listened last year to Sundial. They're very relatable. You definitely should check them out. But their song 24 was really hitting me last year. And now as a 25 year old, I've been, you know, going to therapy almost more. I've been, well not almost more I've been going to therapy more just working through a lot of things dealing with like you know the after effects of COVID I'm just kind of trying to find my journey my next step and again I joke about this true but it is hilarious how I'm doing all the stuff that I want to do if I get to LA but I'm doing it all at home because the problem is I don't have money to get to LA so yeah it's like you know, these creators, etc. they go to college, they go to university, they get a real job, you know, like Good Charlotte says, that's what they said to me. And yet we're still winding up like doing, which there's nothing wrong with, by the way, just um, more minimum wage jobs. And that's more because of the situation that COVID created. I, that's why as much as I can be angry and upset that some people that I used to maybe know or follow had, you know, had more integrity. And I know that I'm saying that really meanly or calling them out, but it's just so true. Or other people that you may have followed, but I think it's more of the trying to get out of working in those other jobs that they thought that they rose above. And you're never above any sort of job. It's just, I think it's just these conflicting feelings. You think you're doing all this hard work, which you are. And I think with how especially Gen Z speaks up about why when they say that there's not enough jobs or whatever, but people want jobs and it's just this constant battle. And yes, we, we just want more respect. And even they've been touching on that. And again, I'll mention Abbott Elementary, the old school teacher style versus the new school, the principal superintendent, just like old versus new. And I know that that's very much like a typical saying or maybe even a little ageism, but it, the point is it's just Yes, different styles, but we need to fix it. And again, that's why, you know, the program felt part super badly in that whole Grey's Anatomy situation. And unfortunately, yeah, even though it's a show and whatever, but it shows a lot of the real life aspects of why doctors are quitting more and what happen and also according to a new article on new york post yahoo buzzfeed etc from actual like an actual new study has been found out that people 15 and to 85 should be getting like an annual anxiety test screening because not just because of covid but because of more things going on in the world that's where we are and yet there's still so much stigma and no 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 to talk about it that that's the biggest most frustrating part of it all because it makes you think you know one is that the world is starting to kind of come together a little bit on this but another thing is it's so sad to actually think that you know So many people are still scared because of the stigma around it. Not to mention that, you know, even on TV, and I don't know if this is true, but I would love to see an ADHD doctor on Grey's Anatomy. I would. Like, I would love it to see, um, or Chicago Med. I would love to just see it because it obviously imaginative for what the field I went into, but I feel like a lot of people who have that want to join into those things, especially women in STEM or whatever. But I think neurodivergent people who want to, you know, do and actually think that they could do well get discouraged by that because it's like you have to do this, even though some of those great scientists said been figured out to have autism ADHD bipolar etc like Einstein but again we just have so much work to do and so much time to undo the taboo that goes around with this situation that my brain just can't fathom it anymore that there's just so much of that around and yes I know it's naive to think that it would end by now but you would just it's just something to think about because all of this stuff is more and more open and because social media has that whole thing with dopamine also people are sharing more of their journeys with the whole situation and i think that that would be good to even see and i'm not saying doctors should or shouldn't and depending on the situation if they can or can't if it's even their own hipaa violation i'm just saying maybe something to consider bringing out is a character that could, you know, lighten that little bit. I mean, let's face it, I've joked about this multiple times, but when you watch Scrubs, which is one of the most accurate episodes, John Dorian has ADHD. Like, the way he drifts off, and there's nothing wrong with that, but they just make fun of him for being quirky, and now I know this is based, uh, more in a comedy setting, but Where is more of that? Where is more of that dialogue happening? So anyway, as I hop off, I want to remind you to hit like and subscribe. Obviously, this wasn't as a spectacular episode. It was more me just thinking through, you know, life and the world and anything and everything. You know, kind of what this podcast was advertised as, but I hope you have a great Halloween. Leave in the comments below what your favorite Halloween special. Is I uh, be sure to follow TikTok and Instagram, and we will see you soon. Alakazam, Alakazam, bye guys.